0: You're listening to Highlights from the Creative Processes interview with Ellen Rappaport. This podcast is supported by the Jan Michalski Foundation.
1: I don't know your whole writing history because you're also involved in rewrites. Just tell us how you came up because I know you started off as a lawyer.
0: I started off as a lawyer. I got permission to write a screenplay a courtroom drama instead of my legal thesis in my third year of law school. And that was kind of the way I started writing. I did a very bad job on it, although I did get an A because what did they know? <laughs> but it was just a serious courtroom drama. It's just not really my sensibility. And then I just started writing when I was a lawyer. I sold my first screenplay. I ended up leaving my job, moving out here, and then have been working ever since, just a lot of different staff features, TV, rewrites.
1: Maybe talk about some of them and what you learned in that process.
0: I think each project has different things to recommend, you know, or in terms of a a learning curve. I think, to be honest, I think I was a little bit like the character of Joyce when I got here because I feel like i was this smart person, but not necessarily someone who had been exposed to a creative industry. I think that I was writing things that were well-structured, but didn't necessarily have enough emotion in them. So I think that was one thing that, that I just had to learn. I mean, just kind of every project has been different, but I think my, I would say my takeaways at least from like the last few years is that I think that casting is just incredibly important. I think the right actors can give a project a soul and elevate it in a way that the wrong actors just can't. And it's one of those things that you can't force no matter how much you like somebody. Our casting director, she she at one point said after we saw someone who was so good, but so incredibly wrong, it was like, you can't talent your way into a part. You know, even though you might be like an incredible actor, it just might not be right for you. I think that's incredibly important. And I think that as I kind of did a lot of different stuff, I think I found the tone that I like to work in, which I feel like makes us a good example of. I guess the best way to put it is it's like an idea if executed poorly, could be really bad. And I think you know that to me, it's really the part of what makes the show work is that it could be awful, but because we took like a big idea and put a grounded tone on it, I think that is kind of the, uh, the secret sauce of that show. And oh, obviously great
1: casting and still so mysterious how you communicated to all these parties to have the same vision. Also, though you had a very you know strong vision of it, how did it veer away from your original vision maybe to become
0: something even greater? I think it just kind of solidified as we got more pieces in place. You were always saying... The porn world should feel aspirational and it should feel good. And at the end of this pilot, we should be rooting for a smart, educated young woman to enter into a life of pornography. I think people just came in and they had ideas that I was like, I've never thought of that, but that's exactly right. That's so, you know, I think when our production designer, when we sat down and we had our first talk before he was even tired You know, he hadn't really thought deeply about what kind of car everyone would be driving, what kind of building Doug would be in. It wasn't the look, it was the story behind it. It was, if you notice, you know, I I don't know if anyone notices this, but connoisseurs of 70s furniture and 60s furniture, but everything she has in her apartment is like a very nice piece of furniture that's 10 years old because it was a hand-me-down from a wealthy mother. So. Her car is like an expensive car, but it's a mom's car and it's old. Like all the furniture, it isn't new. There's nothing current about it. And that, that spoke to me um, about her. It was it said something about her. It said that she hadn't quite escaped her upbringing and formed her own identity yet. And then I would use costume design as another example of it, that Beth Morgan, our costume designer, she just came in and had this so many thoughts about how each character would present themselves and what this person was thinking when they picked out that outfit and why they chose to wear it um, at that particular time. And I guess that that's another lesson. I feel like we just hired people who were on the same page as us. And so it wasn't like we had to get everyone on the same page. It was that they were there already. They saw it the same way that, that we did. Um, same with our director, Richard Lee Goldenberg. The references, the movie references and the TV references that she was using, they were just so smart. I remember in her presentation, she had Tom Hanks from The League of Their Own as the model for Doug, which feels not what you would expect. And I think that she immediately tapped into his decency, which is surprising, I think, for somebody in that position. And she just knew, don't be too
1: sleazy. I actually should ask you about your research process. I know you didn't closely model it off of any one particular magazine, but how many did you speak to in terms of editors or people involved in those magazines?
0: No one. I didn't talk to them. I felt like it was weird because all the collateral people were still alive. I'd read a few interviews with them and I'm like, you know, I don't, want these voices in my head because I don't think these are pure characters in the way that we are I think that they're just very different from the characters that we created so I read a lot of stuff about it but I just didn't want those voices kind of in my head coloring what I felt like was the best version of this for tv it's definitely not a biopic or a bio series whatever those are called
1: Yeah, it's almost like an ideal magazine environment of a pornography environment, as I imagine. Yeah. Uh, But uh, at the same time, feeling very real. And I could understand the burden of then being totally realistic. There's a lot of heart in Doug, and it's really surprising. And I'm excited to see how he evolves because they're both teaching each other in a kind of strange symbiotic mentorship.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think Doug has a bit of an unsolvable problem which is that he does want respect and respectability, but he has a chip on his shoulder that will probably prevent him from ever getting it. He is his own worst enemy, I think, in many ways. So I don't know exactly what happens with Doug in season two, but I'm also excited to see it <laughs> or to write it against
1: I don't know if you had a particular, you're talking about mentors or learning, you know, as, as you came to to LA, did you have not exactly a Doug or a Shelley in your life, but who were some of these people who taught you?
0: I, I wish I had a Doug or a Shelley in my life. I don't feel like I've had a mentor. I would like one. Do you know anyone? <laughs> that's sort of what our project is
1: about we were looking for you to give mentorship yeah i guess so there might be in some other fields but i think
0: you're too far along i'm too far along it's <laughs> over i missed my opportunity yeah i always wanted a mentor it always seemed like a wonderful relationship
1: yeah it's i guess you have to choose them carefully and and it's also very interesting to, to do it. <laughs> Well, I'm sure, and I always feel in some strange way because you're in these projects, they're very intense in terms of time, that there is a lot of mentorship that you have, but it's not maybe one mentor, but it's a group of mentors, Mm -hmm. as I understand it.
0: I don't know. I think I was too obstinate to listen to anyone, probably, (laughs) so I'm not sure. I think I just had to learn from my own. I just prefer, I guess, to learn from my own mistakes and experience. I think that's the best way to kind of figure something out is jump in with both feet see what happens we hope you've enjoyed listening to these highlights to listen to the latest episodes or learn more about participating in exhibitions or interviews click on subscribe thank you for listening